Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Broadcasting Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. Today, we're going to be talking all about math and asking that very, very important question. Does math and technology ever coexist in the classroom? My guests today are from two amazing companies, and we're here to say... I don't know. Does it exist? There's, of course, several great ways that you can reach out and be a part of this and all of our shows. We love it when you find us on Twitter at TeacherCast. Leave us a voice message over at TeacherCast.net slash voicemail. And, of course, subscribe to this and all of our shows on iTunes and on YouTube. And, of course, welcome back, guys. As I go through my year as a tech coach, I have math teachers from K through 12 asking what are you doing in my classroom? You're the Google guy. Math doesn't belong in my classroom. We need to be paper. And I've got administrators saying, Jeff, it's your job to make math go paperless. I am so excited to introduce my guest today. From the great company of Desmos, I want to introduce Eli Leberoff. Eli, how are you today? Welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm doing great. It's a now, beautiful Friday here in San Francisco. It is so nice to have you on. Um, Desmos and TeacherCast have a long tradition of going back and forth. For those who might be new to your company, tell us a little bit about Desmos. Yeah, so Desmos started about six years ago. We launched first in uh, February of 2012 with this crazy idea. So it was half kind of technological experiment. We wanted to see what was possible with this new framework of the web and not using Flash, but instead using JavaScript and HTML5 and all of this. And on the other side, we saw that, uh, that, that students were still using these handheld calculators that they'd spend $100 on that were from 1996. Uh, and we thought that was insane. We thought it was insane because technology's improved so much because it was inequitable that students would have to buy these. And so we just thought we'd, we'd make uh, we'd make a calculator. When I say we, I should clarify that there were two of us. It was uh, me and, and my friend Mike Haverstock uh, when we launched this back in, in 2012, pretty much working on this project. And in the six years since, uh, it's just been so, so fun to see what an impact it can have when you make technology that uh, is freely available to, to every student and every teacher, and it's been translated into 30 languages. And a recent effort has been everything around uh, making it also accessible so that vision impaired and blind students and physically impaired students can use it, which is part of how we stumbled upon uh, Texthelp and, and Equatio, which is shared mission of, of making technology that works for every student, not just for some students. Uh, so it's been a, a wild ride and really excited to be here. Um, with, with John and with you, Jeffrey. Well, thank you so much for being here. We absolutely love the stuff that's going on at Desmos. And I got to tell you, the teachers and students at my school district love the product. So keep it up there. Great to hear. I want to bring on our next guest. I'm a great company called Text Help, the creators of Read and Write, a fantastic Chrome app extension. It's got You can do a lot of stuff with it where it actually reads for you, writes for you, translates for you, and a bunch of other stuff. I think it'll even do grocery shopping for you. I want to bring on John McGowan. John, how are you today? Welcome to the program. Well, thank you. I can't thank thanks enough for bringing me on here and I'm honored to be on here with Eli as well because he's one of my like mentors in a sense and tech guru because one of the biggest things that I love about Desmos is how it makes math digital and that's really been my mission in sense. I was a teacher for 15 years and loved using Google Docs but my students just couldn't take the time to use the equation editor and really didn't want to and so I designed an add-on called GMath and then that started to make the process of making math digital more easily in Google Docs. 
and it expanded and got really crazy. And uh, I started talking with text help about making it accessible. And so it's been a wild ride the past year and a half of me leaving the classroom and uh, taking GMAT to the next level, which is Equatio. And I got to tell you, there's got to be something going on because, you know, it's a full moon this week. And the other day I was sitting with our middle school principal and she says, look, the only thing that I want you to focus on is how do we get math paperless? How do we get all of this stuff in there? We we, we don't like the equation editor. What do you got? And I said, I'll go find something. And then I looked at my calendar and I said, oh, I've got I've got an appointment this week with this great company that I know and I already love. Talk to us about what is Equatio. Yeah, so Equatio is, in my mind, just a way to make math digital. And we want to do that by enabling students to use the method that they prefer for input. So one of the methods that we use is prediction. So students don't need to know the notation involved. So almost every other editor is palette-based, meaning you want to make a square root, you find the picture of a square root, press that button, and it makes it. So we want to make it easier for students who might not fully understand that concept. And so they can just start typing the word square root, and then we'll show them the associated symbol, and they can insert that as well. Uh, that's just one of the ways we do it. We use speech input, handwriting recognition, and even LaTeX if you know that we want to enable you to use it to make your math digital. So this is something that can be used not only from a keyboard, but am I correct in thinking it has the drawing capabilities? If you're on an iPad, does it work with drawing? It does, does it work on a Surface tablet if you're using Chrome? What, what devices are good for this? And, and let's focus on the, the physical, because a lot of students might have an issue with typing equations out. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so we work with the best in Chromebooks. I love the, the touchscreen Chromebooks that have come out. If you're using a Surface on the Chrome browser, that'll work as well. We don't work in iPads yet because the Chrome app and iPad can't run extensions. Uh, but pretty much anything that has a touch device, we want to enable you to be able to use it to use handwriting recognition. Because that's what teachers say. I want to use paper and pencil because that's the natural flow for math. What we want to do is enable that method and then digitize it, which brings along a bunch of awesomeness with accessible technology and then also computations. We want to enable it to be digital first, and then we can empower the students to respond in however they want to. And so the big news is, and I want to correct Eli here, he was saying people were using calculators from 1997. I think it's 1987 is where most people's were. <laughs> you guys now have teamed up. The world's best online graphing calculator is with the world's best online helping programs out there. Talk to us a little bit about this relationship and the products that have formed out of it here. Yeah, definitely. So I think actually uh, Desmos, my interest in incorporating Desmos goes back to 2013. I only know because I emailed Eli way back when about implementing it using the JavaScript APIs. And finally, we were able to uh, integrate it into our new Equatio math space. So that's kind of a new document type to create math easily through those methods, but also to add drawings and freehand handwrite on top of that. And we brought it also into our Equatio desktop product, which works in uh, in Microsoft Word on Windows and Mac machines. So we launched those this past week. So you can now use a Desmos graph and insert it into your Microsoft Word document seamlessly. And then we're going to integrate that into our Chrome extension, which is Equatio for Google in the next month. So in all of our Equatio products, you'll be able to use those methods of input and then get the graph output of Desmos, which is awesome with all the visualization and the dynamic movement. 
So we want to bring that input method and enable you to use the Desmos graphs like you want to. Now, the one thing I know about Desmos is that, yes, it's a powerful and amazing graphing calculator program. But, Eli, it's, it's used for so much more. I, I remember going to your website, and not only do I see graphs, but kids are making pictures and kids are making all these different kinds of things. What can you do now that Desmos and Equatio are teamed up together? Yeah, it's been such a surprise for us, the variety of ways that people use our tool. Um, I'm sure, John, you've run into this same thing, where when you, make a, when you make a product that people like and when you make it open enough and powerful enough that it can do unexpected things, uh, students and teachers are going to absolutely blow your mind. Um, I remember this first when we launched it. We launched it so that you could graph 10 equations at a time, because that's all that you can do on a handheld calculator, and we figured nobody would ever want uh, more than that. And a week in, I remember the first art project came in. It was a classroom where they were all challenged to draw Mickey Mouse using circles. Uh, so we support implicit equations. You can write x squared plus y squared equals 5 or, or something like that. And you can graph a circle. And so the teacher thought a really fun project would be to graph Mickey Mouse, which is just a, a bunch of circles. And most of them were three or four equations. And one student comes in with a 30-equation graph. Now, it almost crashed our software. Um, you're going to have to excuse the background noise. Fun fact, we actually subleased from a motorcycle repair shop. That's how we can work in San Francisco. Uh -huh. um, but, yeah, what we've noticed is consistently people pushing the barriers of what's possible inside of, of Desmos. Um, more and more graphs, more interesting simulations and animations. We're seeing it used as early as fourth grade for introducing the Cartesian plane. And then all the way up through calculus and beyond, Nokia engineers use Desmos as their way of trying out different um, models and waveforms and sending them across time zones. And for us, as we saw people doing more and more interesting things, we realized that um, the best way that we could achieve our goal of getting this into as many students' hands as possible and having as big of an impact as possible was by creating an API that made it so that we could integrate into other products. Um, and most of those products are, are what you'd expect. It's digital textbooks. It's digital assessments. The Smarter Balanced Assessments now have Desmos built into it. Um, the digital SAT uh, in its pilots they're running this year has Desmos built into it. But some of the uh, really interesting partnerships, and, and I think this one with MathSpace and, and Equatio is right up at the top of that list of pushing the boundaries of two products that um, work way better together. People are inside of that software and they want to not have to switch context. They don't want to have to take screenshots. They, we can simplify this process so dramatically by working together through APIs. And it's one of the really fun things about being a technologist today um, is that you don't have to live inside of your own silo. We don't have to ship our software on a CD and have people install it. Instead, both of these products are um, on the internet, are web connected, and we can combine them in ways that makes each of them more powerful. You know, the, the product being better than the sum of the parts. It's a really exciting time for that. Well, let's jump right in. John, are you able to give us a, a quick demonstration of this brand new marriage between Desmos and Equatio? Yeah, I'd love to. And here's Equatio. So this is our new Equatio math space that you can access at equate.io. It's E-Q-A-T. Io, or you can type in equatio.texthelp.com and it'll bring you to our new Equatio math space. So what Equatio math space is, is just a way to represent your thoughts digitally. And so we want to give you and the students preferably as many input methods as they need 
and then we make it digital and that creates this awesome digital bridge for teacher and student interaction. Uh, so one of the ways that we have is our uh, equation editor with that has prediction in it. Uh, so if I want to make 3x squared, I can just start typing 3x and then hit SQ and it'll predict what if I want to do x squared, square root, square, any of those math or science terms that I want to use. So I don't need to know what that math notation looks like from symbol representation. I hit enter and it automatically creates that. So I love that for students to be able to bring that bar down of representing our thoughts digitally without explicitly knowing the notation. If they're not 100% sure, we kind of help them out with that. Uh, and so if, they, if you want to make that, you can just click insert math and then we drop it into our uh, math space and you can drag that out. You can make it bigger and it doesn't pixelate. It's just a great way to represent your thoughts. Um, so what, that's one of our ways we use this prediction. Uh, another way that we have is handwriting recognition. So uh, you can also click and drag up. You can pull this screen up as much as you want if you want more space. I have a touchscreen Chromebook. There's tons of new stylus enabled devices. Uh, as long as you're using the Chrome, a full Chrome browser, we work. And so if I want to make 3x squared, I literally just start handwriting the same thing. And then we render it over here in the typed format. And so that can insert that as well. You can also go over and do the same thing in speech input. So I can use some speech input and say the same terms and we'll filter out non-math terms. 3x squared. And so it tells me over here what it thinks I said. Sometimes it doesn't get it right because of diction or uh, background noise, but for the most part, it does a great job. Sometimes it also changes using machine learning, but it'll recognize it over here. Also, it'll filter out non-math terms, filtering out non-math stuff. And so you can see it didn't write any math because that's what it thought I said. So that's a pretty fun part. So it can help students to uh, parse out what is math and what is not math and what we think. Uh, so I love those components. But the beautiful part is any of those impact input methods, we can then bring and make a graph of that as well. So that's the new Desmos component. Uh, all I have to do is if I make any of my other input methods, I click on the Desmos graph editor and we activate Desmos and we automatically import those methods into here to create our Desmos graph. So that's for me is super awesome. A student can literally say 3x squared and we'll typeset it and then they can see what the graph of that looks like without having to know how to type that, how to make that two go up in the superscript, any of those types of technical parts which are not really required to demonstrate your knowledge. They're just technical barriers to representing your math digitally. Um, another component that we have is we built in our prediction into the Desmos window. So the same thing, I can hit 3x squared and it'll make that automatically um, and then the other beautiful part that I love about Desmos as a teacher, literally Desmos changed my teaching style. Uh, teaching Algebra 2 for graphing, I'd spend like a week on quadratics. And now all I have to do is I can do AX and then squared. And it says, hey, do you want to make a slider? So I click on that A and now I can say, hey, what does the A do? What happens when A gets bigger, when it gets smaller, when it gets negative? And I can just run this and watch it go. And my students instantly can say, whoop, oh, right there, it goes negative. Oh, and it flipped upside down. That type of instant visualization makes a connection between the content and the underlying math that I can't do in any other way. So I think that's why, that's my number one reason to tell teachers why you need to incorporate digital technology into your classroom, because it can do things that you can't as a teacher, that paper and pencil can't. Um, honestly, if I was ahead of even the best grapher in the world, try to do that in paper and pencil, uh, it would take them at, they would still be, you know, plotting their axes and labeling them correctly, which are skills in themselves. But really, when I want to work on the graphing content, I want them to work with the graph and not the construction of it behind there. Uh, so that's what I'm really excited about is we can use all those input methods and now insert a graph into there as well. So I have like multiple modes of context. I can talk about the equation and I can have them interact with that. So I could paste like a screenshot in 
But if I want a student to edit that, then they have this visualization that they can play with and they can uh, then replace that graph and work in that digital realm and give a lot of their communication that is more than just a graph or more than just an equation. We can build that all in one space. And the Equatio Math Space allows you to bring this area into the G Suite and then also you can email it and share it in its own right. That looks pretty impressive. I got to tell you, if if math was that easy when I was in school, this might make more sense to me. Now, talk to me a little bit about what happens from here. How does this integrate with Google Apps? Does it go into Word or does it go into you know, Docs, into Slides? Where can it go from here? Yeah, so this Equatio Math Space, it, you can do a couple things. One of the things you can do is you can download it as a PNG. So that gives like a, a picture version where you can insert that into, I can go to a Google Doc and I can say, I just want to insert this image. And then I could upload that from my website or from my desktop as well. So I can just say, I want to input that Equatio image and it'll just plop that into my docs, sheets, form, slide, drawing, any of those uh, Google integrations in the G Suite, it drops them in there. Um, the beauty of those with that accessibility is I can now use uh, Read and Write's voice note and give an audio comment to, that talks about what is my math. So for those learners who really can't represent themselves uh, typing or they just do a great job of explaining their thought process verbally, we can do that as well. So it enables them to just verbally talk about it in uh, freeform verbal language without having to go through the dictation. So you can share that uh, downloading as a PNG. But we also have a direct integration to share. I can make a copy for each person, or I can make a copy and expect a response. And when we do that, we just make a short link that you can copy and share any way you want. We do a direct integration with Google Classroom, where it'll let you pick your Google Classroom classes, and you can pick a class and make that an assignment as well. Uh, so we just were trying to make it as easy as possible to share that. Once you get your thoughts digitally, then you want to share that, because honestly, math is about communication and how, tell me about your thought process and sharing that. So we want to enable the communication in any form and allow you as a student or user to use your preferred method of communication and not stick to paper and pencil. So if you want to use multiple modes, we want to allow you to do that. However you want to interact with that, we want to empower you. John, I got to tell you, that is absolutely beautiful and awesome. I know this is a brand new thing. Where do people go to, to sign up for this? Can a teacher pick this up and, and just get started? Or do they need to have a, like a school account in order for this to work? Yeah, definitely. We want to make it as easy as possible for it to happen. So if you just Google search or any of your favorite search engines, Equatio, it's the word equation without an N at the end of it. It'll pop up and you can get our Chrome extension installed. That'll be one of the first search results. You can also go to equate.io and that'll bring you to our uh, Equatio Math Space. And from there, you just need to log in one time with any of, we have five uh, providers that you can use. You can use your Google, Twitter, Microsoft, LinkedIn, or Facebook and log in and just the first time and we give you access to it. Uh, so any of those methods are a way that you can install it. And from the instant, we give all of our premium features uh, for 30 days. And then after those 30 days, if you don't sign up for a premium license, we give you just our free options, which are pretty robust in themselves. Now, Eli, as far as the stuff that Desmos can do, obviously it's a graphing calculator, but how young have you seen students um, interacting with the Desmos world? Yeah, so it's an it's a interesting question with some complexity. Um, so we now have a four function and a scientific calculator, and on, on tests, we're seeing those used as early as like third or fourth grade, um, generally starting in fifth. Uh, we also have a strict policy that if you're under 13, um, we don't want you to give us any information. So if you're going to use our tools, we ask uh, strongly that you 
don't sign in, you don't save any graphs, for example. Um, but it is possible to use it in elementary school, and we're seeing it used, for example, teachers putting up um, graphs and starting to talk about coordinates. There's some art projects you can start to do with horizontal and vertical lines. Um, it's, it's exciting to us. It's exciting to us this idea that the same tool that you're using when you're a, a student um, and even a, a elementary school student is one that professionals are using as well. Uh, that makes it feel much more like math is for you. I think this is one of our goals, uh, all, all of us in this space, is to make it less that math is this exclusive club that you're not invited to and more that math is a thing that you, that you can do. And having the tool be consistent, saying you're learning a real skill here, uh, is really, really exciting to us. We, of course, want to know how you guys are using this amazing marriage between Desmos and TextHelp in Equatio. And I think I'm going to pick up on something that Eli just said. Please mention us with the hashtag MathIsForYou. I love that now. That's going to be a good one. So please check out that hashtag MathIsForYou and let us know what's going on. Guys, I know you just got this started here, but I'm going to ask you the behind-the-scenes question. What's the future of this? Where do you see this going? Is this just the beginning of a, gr of a great relationship here? What can teachers see over over the next six, eight months between um, the great stuff that I'm seeing here. I think I'll pick up on that one and say that uh, the best part about Desmos integration is that everything you can do on Desmos.com on their calculator, we can do in the same thing in the Equatio math space. So we're planning on allowing you to interact with more things and make that interactivity um, more seamless, I think, so you can see some things and then do that interactivity, so you can see those visualizations. And then beyond that, to incorporate more and more of the Desmos features. So as it builds out, then we'll be able to incorporate those. For instance, as Eli was talking about, like personal identifiable information, the beautiful part of TextHelp is we don't take any of that in. So when you use our logins, we don't know any of those. So we kind of uh, put a firewall on those and we can allow younger students in the elementary to incorporate those graphs, uh, especially by like importing a picture in the background and then putting that into the Equatio math space and they can use some freehand stuff to annotate or draw on top of and use some of our manipulatives. So we have a bunch of elementary manipulatives like counting discs. And so really to incorporate more of those math representations and allow that in one space. So I'm excited to see as Desmos continues to add more functions we can build those into the Equatio Math space as well. Guys, I got to tell you, it's absolutely amazing what you guys are doing here. Where can we go to find out more information? Uh, first of all, Eli, where do we go to learn more about the great things happening at Desmos? Yeah, a few resources that are helpful there. So if you just go to www.desmos.com, um, you, you get access to the scientific, the four function, and the graphing calculator. Uh, don't need an account. You can also find them in the app stores on Android or on Apple. If you happen to forget the name Desmos, don't worry, I don't take it personally. And if you just do a Google search for graphing calculator, uh, we're, we're gonna be the first result. So you can also just do it that way, uh, which is fun and, and relatively new. If you're looking for resources on how to use Desmos better, my favorite resource is learn.desmos.com. You want to learn about Desmos, you go to learn.desmos.com and it has videos and tutorials and professional development templates and, and all of that good stuff for, for all of our tools. And we'll of course have all of those links in our show notes. John, where do we learn more about the great things happening at TextHelp? 
Yeah, so texthelp.com is our main site that you can find all the information, but also I love our Twitter. Uh, if you go to at texthelp, it'll give you all of our EDU tweets, and we tweet out a bunch of information about integrations. We have a great YouTube channel that helps you with snippets of how to incorporate bits. Um, but I also want to echo back on Eli's teach. Uh, it, for that learn.desmos.com. If you're a teacher, there's some amazing pre-built resources that you can plug and play into your classroom. And that's a great way to make the math digital in your classroom. Some other amazing teachers around the world have already curated these things. And there's just an amazing trove of resources there. So I think that's a great way to incorporate any of those Desmos things into the Equatio math space as well. If you're a teacher out there that is either teaching kindergarten through fifth grade or even sixth grade through 12th grade, this is a must for you, whether it be working with your students to create Mickey Mouse or perhaps creating great slides, manipulatives, resources for your kids, anything here that can be done, Equatio is a great way to do it. This is absolutely the answer to our questions of can you bring math and technology together. Check everything out today. And of course, we're, again, we're going to have all the great links in our show notes. And well, that's all the time we have for today on the TeacherCast podcast. My name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students.